we get so stuck in taking care of everybody else before ourselves. And then we are left depleted, depleted and have no time, no energy, no effort to work on ourselves. But in, in, in actuality, it really needs to be you come first before anybody, no matter if you're a mother, a sister, a daughter, an auntie, it doesn't matter. You should come first before anybody. Welcome to On the Cusp of Something Beautiful, where we discuss a range of topics centered around art, creativity, mental health and wellness, and my favorite thing to talk about, listening to our intuitive guidance. I'm your host, Amikale Imani, and this podcast is simply a guide to welcome you back to your truest self. Each episode, I get radically honest on how I navigate being an intuitive creator, the struggles, the wins, the lessons, and of course, the intuitive hits. My hope is that you hear something today that reminds you of who you are and why your gifts, whatever they may be, are valuable and important to be shared with the world. So welcome home, friend. I hope you're ready to meet your highest, most beautiful, and rarest self. Hello, beautiful beings. Welcome back to another episode. I hope you all are well in good spirits. Um, I hope you all had a beautiful new moon. The new moon was yesterday, um, September 6th, the same day as Labor Day. Um, so yeah, I hope that was insightful, delightful. <laughs> Hopefully you all got a chance to take some time out, write your new moon intentions, um, you know, really create the space, create that container for what you want to see happen in your, in your life within the next, I think, uh, yeah, by the next full moon, you know, so within the, within the next 20, what, 27, 29 days, something like that to the following new moon. And then that's typically where, you know, you kind of start to see the full manifestation of all your efforts. So if you haven't had a chance to do that, um, so by the time y'all hear this, it'll be Thursday. You know, still take that time out. Don't don't think that you've you know missed out or anything like that. No, you can still take 15, 20, maybe 30 minutes and just sit down, reflect on, you know, everything that's happened in the last couple of weeks, two to three weeks, month, and just see, you know, what direction you want to go in. You know, like see what was no longer serving you. Um, and then use that as inspiration to write your intentions for what you do want, you know, um, that's what I did. So I, uh, I hosted a, a new moon circle, um, something that I've been wanting to do for a little while, but it was just in the back of my mind. And I don't know, it was just felt very like, now's the time to do it. You should do it. Let's do it now. Let's sow this seed now. I feel, I feel like that was one of my you know, intentions, one of the seeds that I wanted to sow during this beautiful earth this season of Virgo, really, you know, taking in full advantage of this earth medicine and sowing these final seeds. I won't say final, like, you know, you can't manifest anything outside of like, you know, Virgo season, but I just find earth energy, earth medicine, earth seasons to just be like prime, optimal time to really do that, the groundwork. <laughs> um pun intended so really like you know i think of it as like tilling the soil you know planting the seeds 
And then from this moment, from this time period on, it's really going to be about nurturing and nourishing, making sure, you know, what we're planting or what we planted has the sunlight, has the water, has everything it needs to really grow and thrive. So that way, come fall season, it's like we're really reaping the rewards of of um, all of our efforts. You know what I'm saying? So that's just the energy that I was really tuning into that kept coming up for me. So I was like, yeah, let's do this new moon circle. Let's just test it out and see. So I messaged a couple of friends um, who I knew would be really interested in doing and holding that kind of space. And so we all got together and talked about, you know, Virgo season and talked about, you know, astrology and just things that we were just kind of going through for the week. And as you all know, if you haven't had a chance to listen to last week's episode, definitely go ahead and do that. But I was just working through a lot of inner child work. Well, it started as shadow work that led into inner child work that allowed me to um, come into the awareness that um, those, those shadow blocks and inner child blocks were really interfering with, with aspects of receiving abundance for me. So that's really the, the heart of what I was working through last week, shadow work inner child work, getting to my abundance, removing the things that are interfering with my abundance. And and when I really sat down and honed in on, I mean, obviously we all want financial abundance. I feel like that's just something that we all deserve and that, you know, when we tap into our authenticity, we tap into our gifts, when we tap into what only we can offer to the world, I just firmly believe that we have no choice but to be successful and abundant, but you do have to work through the things that are blocking you, the beliefs, those outdated patterns and and thoughts and feelings and all that stuff that really isn't serving you. So I think that's why I just really took this new moon, like, nah, B, let's, 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 if we're going to do it, let's do it. Okay. If we're going to really set these intentions and if we're really wanting different outcomes and what we've been receiving, like, let's do that work. And so that's what I, you know, that's what I was led to do it really was just laid out so perfectly and divinely for me and I just answered the call that's all I received the invitation I answered the call (laughs) so I just you know really encourage you all to do the same thing like seriously just take out if it's just 30 minutes and just sit down with yourself tap into your intuitive guidance tap into what's been coming up for you lately and just do that work do that introspection that reflective work so that way, when you set your intentions, it's really with the um, intention to like shift out of how you've been operating and maneuvering that really isn't authentic to you and really do that inner inquiry to um, start moving differently, <laughs> start moving differently and more authentically, you know? So that's how I celebrated my new moon. Um, And I also wanted to share some mantras. So after the circle, um, I was like, you know what? All this beautiful energy that we just held, all this space that was cultivated um, with the beautiful women that I shared space with. I was like, let me take advantage of just everything that that was just sewn into that energy and i was like let me go ahead and write out my new moon affirmations now because i was like i was gonna wait like oh, i'll do it on monday i was like Mm-mm, nope 
Let's go ahead and take advantage of the energy. Let's do it now. So I had, I bought a, a new deck of Oracle cards that came the, uh, the Thursday, that Thursday. So we had the new moon circle on Friday. My cards came on, on Thursday and I was so excited, so excited to get these new Oracle cards. Um, and I'll link them in the show notes in case anyone is interested um, in refreshing their collection of, of tarot cards or Oracle cards. But I had got like a, a I don't know if it was a vision or a, there, if it came in a dream, it was one of those two things. It may have been, a, no, it may have been a dream. I think it might've been a dream actually, now that I think about it. Um, but I had this dream, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago about these like lunar Oracle cards. And I had been feeling for a while um, that I was kind of, I don't want to say maxed out, but just like, just wanting some newness, you know, with, with my Oracle cards. And so some of y'all know I have tarot cards, but I'm like learning tarot cards. And I pull those for myself and, you know, like for friends, just, just, just for, not for fun. Yes, for fun. But, you know, like I don't, I don't offer it as a part of my service or anything like that, because I'm, I know that I'm still learning, you know, tarot cards and things like that. And I'm just taking my time getting familiar with, with all of the meanings. It's like 72, 72, 72 cards in a tarot deck it's a lot so i'm not gonna even put that kind of pressure on myself um but yeah with the oracle cards it's just it's just different because with oracle cards you have much more um intuitive leeway i'll say and so so yeah so i was really excited to get these new cards um and i don't even want to butcher the name i think it's called queen of the moon oracle cards yes that's what it is again like i said i'll link it in the show notes got them on Amazon. I, you know, I just basically followed that, that guidance. Um, I had a friend of mine book an Oracle card session with me, um, last week. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to take that portion of that money that I got and reinvest it into my practice. So I bought this deck of Oracle cards came Thursday. Um, and I love them totally, 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 totally love with them. They resonate with me so deeply like i'm like yeah i know this i know this lunar energy is wanting to come through so strong for me i've always been a child of the moon i could never explain it i've just the moon literally just ugh, i love it sorry about that i thought i had my notifications off um so so yeah so that's what that's what i did for my new moon so anyways use those cards to create these three mantras so I set um intentions for myself I set five intentions for myself and I'll share one of them with you all because I just posted it on Instagram um flipping the page of my journal okay so one so the intention that I shared today on my on the IG reels that I created says I am committed to being on the timeline that matches my creative energy not my current reality Okay, so if that resonates with you, use that to kick off your intention setting. <laughs> um, so the mantras that I that I created um, with the oracle cards that I just got go as follows. So the first one is, the challenges I face do not define me. The truth is held within my inner sight. I am the light. That's the first mantra. The second mantra I wrote out goes, change is a sign of growth 
and the reminder that I am more powerful than I know. Okay? And then the third mantra that I created is the truth has already been written. I bring my knowing into fruition. That one's my favorite, so I'll repeat that one. <laughs> the truth has already been written. I bring my knowing into fruition. Okay, y'all? The truth has already been written. I bring my knowing into fruition. It's really like operating on that trace, trace, trying to say trust and faith that the visions that we get, especially those of us who are just like, you know, our, our third eye as far as creativity is just like pff, wide open, like really just trusting that inner knowing that the visions that I get, the creative inspirations that I receive, like just trusting in that and following it and taking those necessary steps to bring them in fruition and not allowing doubt, fear, um, worry, anxiety, depression, none of that, perfectionism, none of that to interfere what we know in our hearts to be true, you know? And so, yeah, that's, that's, that's where I am. I hope that all resonates with you. I hope you all are able to work with um, either the intention or the mantras. One of the mantras, you don't have to use them all. But like I said, uh, just take some time out sometime this week <laughs> and do that inner inquiry. Do that work. Do that work. Do that work. Do that work. Okay. So I also want to remind you all that I still have um, the, the three offerings for those of you who sent in feedback, your feedback of the show. Okay. And um, just to refresh your memory, the offerings are a 30-minute oracle card reading, a 30-minute intuitive guidance session, or $250 off um, my course, which launches September 14th, which is next Tuesday. Super excited about that. I'm going to share a little bit more about that with you all in a second. But yes, I would love, love, love to get your feedback on the show insights, uh, favorite episodes, favorite guests, uh, guests that you would like to have on the show, that you would like to hear on the show, topics that you would like to hear discussed on the show. Don't be scared, y'all. Okay, you can email me at onthecuspcollective at gmail.com or you can slide into my ZMs <laughs> at onthecuswellness and just drop a thought. You can just drop a thought. And that's it. And, and we can schedule either a 30-minute oracle card reading or a 30-minute intuitive guidance session completely free. It's just my thank you and gratitude to you all taking the time out to share your thoughts with me um, about the show and how, how it can be better, um, how it can be different, whatever the case may be. But I just really want to make sure the, the content that I'm giving to you all is really valuable and really resonating with you all. You know what I'm saying? So... Do that for me in deep gratitude. Thank you um, in advance <laughs> for taking that time out to share your thoughts and suggestions with me. So let's talk about my course that's coming up on Tuesday, September 14th. I am super, super, super excited about this launch. I feel, I feel so good about this. Mm, feel so good. So one of the things... Um, that's really it's a huge part of my purpose and i've shared this i've said this so many times on the on this show on the podcast you know authenticity is it's just like 
it's just it's my purpose you know what i'm saying um and and many of us have different purposes many of us have different paths you know what i'm saying but at the end of the day one thing i feel like we can all agree on is that authenticity is the key it is the light it is the way it is all of that no matter what your path and or purpose is the more authentic you are the more you know your truth know you more the, the know you more the more you know um who you are at a soul level all the better all the better and one thing that was really resonating with me so deeply this week um i believe that we are infinite beings and you may have you all have made you all may have heard that before, you know, we're infinite beings, we're infinite beings, blah, 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 blah. And I kind of really sat one day and really thought about that. Like, if we're all infinite beings, like, we're constantly doing that work to get to know all the different levels and layers of, a, of our infinity. I hope that's the right word. If it's not, it's, it's, it is today. Infinity, okay? Like, we're constantly doing that work to get to know all the different levels and layers and aspects of ourselves. Like infinite beings, you know? Like who you think you are today may very well not be the person you are three months, six months, nine months, a year from now. You know what I'm saying? Because we're constantly changing and growing. So when you really think about that, it's like we owe that to ourselves to do that work to get to the root of our fears, our doubts, get to the root of all the beliefs that, you know, family, society, school, religion, all these these different ah, sectors of life have been programming onto us. You know what I'm saying? And really getting and really figuring out what is mine? What do I truly resonate with at the end of the day and what is just like nah? I don't think so. That's not me. That's not my, that's not my mission. <laughs> you know, that's not my path or purpose and, and really being okay with that. Cause it's going to take you stepping away from things that you've just gotten comfortable and familiar with. You know what I'm saying? So that's really what this course is all about. And it really comes from the, the angle of nixing the self-sabotage, getting rid of self-sabotage and self Sabotage comes in so many forms. We hear that word a lot. Self-sabotage, self-sabotage. And I just want to kind of highlight what self-sabotage could possibly be for for you. Um, and, and really just encouraging you to also, when you and you can do this while you're doing your new moon intentions and affirmations and all of that. Like really figuring out, okay, how do I self-sabotage? Because we all do it in a way. You know what I'm saying? We all do it. It just looks different for all of us. So I'm going to name off a couple of things, right? So for starters, the fears. I call them the fears because there's so many different types of fear. So fear of success, fear of failure, fear of the unknown, you know, not wanting to really take those leaps of faith, not really wanting to bet on yourself because it's safer just doing what you've been taught to do, doing what you know, fear of rejection. Um, it also can be procrastination, perfectionism, overworking. Y'all have heard me talk about my workaholism, you know, being that workhorse, really coming out of that, getting rid of the worry, the self-doubt, uh, getting to our to the root of our lack of boundaries, okay? 
Lack of boundaries is a huge one. Um, what else? Unhealthy relationships, which also can tie back into lack of boundaries. You know what I'm saying? And people pleasing. One that I have dealt with um, a lot growing up and in my childhood and adolescent years. And I mean, just so many other things. So when we're constantly in loop of these habits, these unhealthy and inauthentic patterns, this is where the anxiety and the depression and all these other mental and emotional illnesses come in because we're not being true to who we are and what we want. You know what I'm saying? We're allowing fear to constantly keep us in this, in this, keep us small, keep us from putting ourselves out there. You know, we don't want to be rejected. We don't know what's going to happen. You know, like all of that, just overcoming all of that. So that's really what this program is here to do is to get to the root of all of that. Like, why do we think that way? Why do we believe that? Why do we feel that? And healing those aspects of ourselves so that way we can allow our authentic self, our authentic truth and purpose to come through. Because authenticity is your soul's unique form of expression. Nobody on this planet can be you. No one on this planet thinks like you. Even if you've had similar upbringing, similar family dynamics, similar social dynamics, it doesn't matter at the end of the day your mental process, your thought process is going to be completely different because that's just how we were created. We're infinite beings, y'all. Infinite beings, infinite ways of existing. So we really truly owe it to ourselves to do that work and figure out who we truly are at our soul level because um, I believe that's where your abundance is, y'all. Once you once you have that blueprint and, and your authentic self is the blueprint of your path, of your purpose, what you're here to accomplish, what you're here to do on this planet. Um, you know, that's when all the abundance comes in. That's when all the everything comes in, you know, all the blessings, all the everything. That's when your your magnetism, you're just attracting things that are truly aligned with you and who you are and what you want. Not what somebody else told you that you should want. And not what society and your family wants you to want, <laughs> you know, like what you truly want at an authentic level. And that's where the abundance is, you know? When we choose to shine our light authentically, we acknowledge that our soul is ready for true, true, true abundance. So if that sounds like something that you're like, yes, oh my God, I want to start that path, that process. I want to do that work, you know? Tired of the same old, same old, tired of the okie doke. You know what I'm saying? Like tired of society, society dictating to me what I can and cannot do. You know, like we create our realities. So it's like, what kind of reality do you want being reflected to you? You want hardship, struggle, lack, you know, fear, insecurity, all that stuff. You, you want that or do you really want to be in your confident, abundant, authentic self and not needing validation from society, your parents, from friends, partners, none of that, you know, really, truly being your soul sovereign self. Yes. Come on, alliteration, soul sovereign self. <laughs> so if that's something that you're like, oh my God, I want more. I need more. You can go to the show notes. Um, I have linked a, um, a calendar in there. You can schedule a completely free clarity call. You get more details about the course and the program. It's a seven week course. Um, and each week we're hitting on something different. 
So week one's fear, week two, guilt, week three, shame, you know, and we just, we're just knocking them down, knocking them down, knocking them down and getting to the core root of why those beliefs and thoughts and fears are there and then moving through them, moving through them. Because the only way you can heal from all of these, 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 um, let's see, what do I want to call them? All of these, like these energies that aren't serving us, you got to go through them. You got to go through them. And I know that's not the most sexiest thing that you, that you want to hear, but that's the only way that you can heal. You got to get through it. And, and so, you know, like I said, if that's something that you're, that you're really want, that you're curious and you really want to know what that looks like, what that process really looks like and what it's, what, um, all it entails, feel free to schedule a free clarity call with me. It's about 45 minutes and yeah, you know, we'll get to, uh, one of the things I like to do with the clarity call is to um, discuss a challenge you've been facing. Like, what's what's what do you feel is your biggest challenge from moving forward? You know, from being your authentic self, from being successful, from um, being happy, from being confident, from you know all those things that we deserve to be. You know, what do you feel like is your biggest challenge? in in um preventing you from living life like that authentically and abundantly so and then we kind of we kind of work backwards from there and get into get to the root and so even if you choose not even if you decide you know of course eh, maybe next time or this isn't you know i'm not in the place to really to really commit to this level of work because it's intensive i say it's a seven week intensive course for a reason because it is intensive and um but that's okay you know if you hop on a call you still walk away with something you still walk away with with insight on how to navigate from where you are today and then when you do feel aligned with the course and you're really ready to to commit on to that level then you know you come back around i'm gonna be here <laughs> but like i said it's really it's really it's really to our absolute benefit to get to the root of why we think and feel um, the way that we do in, in our beliefs to get to those core beliefs. So yeah, I'm going to talk to y'all about that. Um, again, if this is really resonating with you, if your heart's like, oh my God, I, I want that. Like I want that. Feel free. Again, you can message me on, um, Instagram as well. If you have any further questions, but definitely book a clarity call completely free and we can at least get the ball rolling. You know what I'm saying? Um, cause yeah, a lot of, you know, a lot of times we, we don't get the results we want in life. Cause we just, it's just lack of awareness. We just don't know, you know what I'm saying? Just lack of awareness and that lack of awareness can hinder us a lot too. You know, self-awareness is a huge, huge, huge game changer when it comes to conscious living. So if you're a creative or entrepreneur who's really ready to shift out of these self-sabotaging thought patterns, beliefs, paradigms. Or if you know somebody who like, yeah, I think, you know, I think Melissa would be great for this program. You know, she's interested in this kind of stuff, this kind of work, inner work. Uh, send Melissa on. <laughs> you can feel free to forward this episode to her, have her hop into the show notes and book a clarity call, get more information, um, send her to the Instagram, all of that, you know. So yes, thank you all so much. So excited about today's episode with Coach Stacy Christine, the ebook queen and newly certified hypnotist. <laughs> 
Uh, Stacy is one of my accountability partners. We met through a program, through a course actually, called um, Course from Scratch by Danielle Leslie. And I got to a point in the course, I was like, I need some help. I need an accountability partner. And that's one of the things that Danielle actually um, encourages us to do when we first joined the course. It's like, you know, get in, get in, go into the group, look for an accountability partner. And so that's what I did after like a few weeks. And I was like, okay, I'm starting to, I'm, feel, I'm feeling like I'm starting to spin my wheels, you know? So I hopped into the group, um, asked if anybody was looking for an accountability partner. And um, Stacy was one of the people that replied along with um, our other accountability partner, Coach Chastity, who's going to be on the podcast next week. So excited. We just did her interview today. So um, lots of golden nuggets, wisdom, and insight. And the same with today's interview as well with Coach Stacy. Lots of just wisdom, and she shares her story with us and how she even got started um, in being a, a women's empowerment coach. That's really the bulk of what she did, of what she does is women's empowerment. So really beautiful story, super just like super insightful, just to hear, super inspiring, I should say, just to hear what all she's had to go through. Um, to be where she is today. So I really hope you guys get a lot out of this episode. Thank you all so much for listening. Thank you all so much for just coming back every single week and tuning in. I really appreciate it. Like, you know, my gratitude runs so, so, so deeply. And I just want y'all to know that, that I really appreciate you all listening, tuning in every week. Um, and yeah, I love, I love this. I love being able to speak with guests and listen to their stories um, listen to how they persevered and got to their abundance, got to their, you know, to their authenticity, got back to their authentic self, you know, it really did that work. And it looks different for all of us. So I really like these interviews and these, and these discussions to really show you all that it looks different for all of us and you're not alone. We all have struggles and challenges that we're facing but when we choose to connect with like-hearted people and people who are really wanting to make uh, a difference in the world, starting with themselves, you know, it really does have an impact on, on us. So our, our community, who we choose to link up with, who we choose to collaborate with, all of it matters. It really, really does at the end of the day. So choose wisely. You know, that's why I... I am constantly about intuition, intuition, intuition. Like, don't be ignoring these red flags, y'all. Like, stop it. <laughs> stop it. There are people out there who truly resonate with you at a soul level. So don't feel like you're the only one. No one understands you. No one gets you. No one else is going to love you. None of that. Like, don't tell yourself those lies. Cut that out today. There's a group of people out there, your tribe, your soul family, who's just waiting to welcome you welcome me in with open arms trust and believe so this is my beautiful interview with coach stacy christine the ebook queen and my lovely and wonderful accountability partner um and i hope this episode resonates with you and you're able to take um you know take away some really beautiful uh messages and words of wisdom and feel free to share on the instagram post that out for this episode you know your favorite parts of the episode like what was your favorite takeaway you know coach Stacy, I'm sure she would love to see that so yes thank you all so much again can't say thank you enough <laughs> thank you all so much and I will see y'all next week bye
Yay. Well, thank you so much, Coach Stacy, for joining me today. I am so excited to be in conversation with you. So I like to just have my guests kind of jump in, introduce themselves. So go for it, love. Hey, hey, hey. Well, first off, thank you for having me on here. You are like a total inspiration to me. Um, I put you. you in my gratitude journal this morning, just being, I was so grateful that you even invited me here. So thank Aww. you, boo-boo. <laughs> but um, I'm Coach Stacy Christine. I am a women's empowerment coach, a certified professional hypnotist. Mm -hmm. I'm also the ebook queen. I, I'm a firm believer that we all have an ebook inside of us. And it's a great way for businesses to transition from their typical business model to the online business model. So nice, 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 nice. And what even like got you? Well, we can start with let's start with the hypnosis part. What got you on that path? <laughs> God, mm. literally God, literally being divinely directed mm -hmm. in that area. Um, it's it's actually new to me. I officially got certified August 8th of this year mm -hmm. and I've been loving it completely. Um, I guess how I, it fell into my lap was I invested in a course in May because I wanted to revamp my course mm -hmm. and the coach actually already had it on the roster for her hypnotist to come in and do a group hypnosis session with all of her students. So I got introduced to hypnotism in a group session. And my coach at the time was like, look, I feel like you could probably use an individual one. Mm. So the next month I did my first individual one with her hypnotist and absolutely fell in love with the results. I felt, I literally told my son, like, I feel like a brand new person. Wow. There's been some conversations that probably got erased from my memory because I'm a brand new person right now. <laughs> like he, he, he was the only person I could tell who wouldn't be like judgmental. He just mm. has to take it and listen to it. <laughs> so I told him and um, after those results, I was like, you know what, this needs, I need to put this on my services. Like mm. I need to be doing this myself because it's literally, it breaks chains. It breaks mm. chains is the easiest way to describe it. So that's, so I guess two months later after I had my individual session, that's when I got completely certified. Okay. Wow. Awesome. 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 And yeah, and I actually had my first experience um, with hypnosis. Well, I, I take that back. It wasn't my first experience because I'm a part of a community and I've mentioned it here on my show called uh, To Be Magnetic. It's by, founded by Lacey Phillips. And so that's really like her methodology is like she has all these which is, as workshops and then the workshops have like journal prompts and then each workshop has like a corresponding um, she calls them DIs, um, deep imaginings, which is, they're essentially hip hypnosis sessions. But I never looked at it that way until I did the group session with with you and 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 I, I believe it was your your um, hypnotist at the time mm -hmm. and I was like oh wait I've been doing this but it's not even really because again she calls it something completely different not even really realizing that's what it what it was and so it right. really kind of like made me look at it a bit differently and then and then this week and I actually actually shared this um on the episode that's coming out this week about I did I was I did this three-day workshop and I upgraded to the VIP or whatever. It was like 27 bucks. And I was like, okay, like, I just felt like, just do it. You know, it's 27 bucks, go for it. Like, and it's like lifetime access to like this EFT, which I don't know if you're familiar with that. It's like basically tapping, like you tap on these um, 
meridian points in your body that like that um, corresponds with your nervous system. So it really helps to release a lot of like uh, trapped emotions and things like that. And then she has a hypnosis uh, recording. And I was like, yeah, like, why not? You know, we have lifetime access to it. And so, um, and I'm repeating this, I already said this on on a previous episode, but just to to share, just to be in, in in, what's the word I wanna use? Like in, um, my brain is, I'm losing the word. It's like clear or understanding or yeah. align with what yes, we're speaking about exactly, now. Exactly, exactly. Thank you. Um, so I, I did it. I did the hypnosis recording that she gave us as I was going to bed. And so it was like the whole workshop's all about abundance, blah, blah, blah. I think I, I spoke to you about it you know, before. And um, so I had like this wild, crazy dream about this octopus coming after me. And Stacey, this thing was a like girl, like, it, it was like the, 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 the bottom of the ocean opened up and this octopus came out. Wow. <laughs> it was huge. And it was like, I see it and I'm like, okay, I'm like with a friend and a dream. I'm like, let's go to the shore. Cause we're like in the water. I'm like, let's go to the shore. I didn't say anything to her. I'm like, let's, let's, you know, let's get out of the water. And then, so we're on the shore for a second and then it comes like after me. And so long story short, this, this guide came through and like gets rid of the octopus. So the, the next day I was like, you know, I'm looking at like, what does octopus mean? Like, what is the symbolism, you know? And so apparently octopuses, octopi, however that goes, represent <laughs> abundance and, and like Ooh. wisdom, infinite intelligence. Cause like they have eight tentacles. So like they represent the number eight. Love it. And so I'm like checking in with my guides. I'm like, okay, but like, what does that mean? Like for me, like what, like this, like I was terrified. Like I thought this thing was coming to kill me, you know? Right. And so my guides dropped in on me later on that day. And they were like, that was like your fear of success. That was your fear of abundance. Like you were like, it's literally like trying to get to you and you're running away from it. Wow. And I was like, holy shit, that hypnosis recording. Like, oh my God. Like, you know, it really like just kind of opened up a whole nother like layer for me. So I, I totally resonate with, you know, like the transformation that you got through, through your sessions. Um, I, I agree. 100% like it's definitely super 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 transformational and I'm so grateful that that came into your life because and I, I'll, I'll mention this in the intro but I'll mention this now uh Stacey and I are accountability partners so I've really been able to see um a lot of your growth and transformation within th- just this year alone you know we met mm-hmm. earlier this year so just the shift between when we connected in February probably January somewhere, February yeah. yeah somewhere around there to like now it has been a huge 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 shift and Absolutely. how you talk how you present yourself like your inspiration your motivation like everything you know so that's Thank been you, an inspiration for me to even be able to witness I'm like okay like this stuff works, you know, you just gotta be consistent and you just have to trust and believe, like you said, like trust and believe in your guidance and what you're being called to do and experience and all of that, because it is gonna take you to that next, that next level, you know? Absolutely. Thank you yeah. for sharing the octopus story. It's a freaking, <laughs> freaking amazing. Um, the thing about hypnosis is it opens up your subconscious mind mm-hmm. for you to understand where your blockages are. Mm-hmm. I'll keep it that simple. Yeah. Everybody's blockages are different. Um, but as long as you can like be quiet and be still and 
understand the downloads that come to you, like mm-hmm. an octopus story or a memory of a person right, saying right. something to you and it made you feel some type of way. Um, that that creates blockages too. Like mm-hmm. um, blockages start as early as you being on your mom, your mama's womb. Yeah. And the things that are happening around her while you're in your mom's womb, you feel that energy. And there's a big thing, like people throw it like it's nothing, throw mm-hmm. it around the, the, the term generational wealth and generational curses. They throw that term around those two terms around like it's nothing, mm-hmm. but it's real. Yeah, <laughs> it's real. Like the uh, the pain or the the positive part of what your family has gone through, it trickles down to you. It's, that's basically your genetics. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's basically your genetics, and your only your subconscious mind really knows where you came from. Because a lot of us, especially if there's pain involved, we block it. Mm-hmm. We don't allow it to come up. We push it and push it and push it down, and somehow it comes out. in a lot of times, especially if it's pain, in the wrong way. It could be a car accident. It could be getting um, sick. It could be being hospitalized. It could be going to jail. And the worst part of it, it could be dying. Mm. A lot of people, the richest place on earth is the graveyard Mm. because people die with their dreams inside of them. And I I got that quote from Les Brown. Mm. It wasn't me, but he says it a lot. And it's true. It's really true. So hypnosis allows those pains, those triggers, those whatever, um, those fears mm-hmm. to be unlocked and it's up to you to unravel it it's up to you to at the end of the day get over it yeah 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 <laughs> because it came to you for a reason and so you need to get over that hump and when you can get over that hump that's when the abundance starts to flow I'm not going to say that it just happens overnight sometimes it can't mm-hmm. like my success to doing the individual hypnosis session around abundance came to me immediately because mm-hmm. I've been working on this for six years now. Yeah. <laughs> I've been working on this for six freaking years and I could not figure out what was my blockage. What was my blockage? And I'll give you a perfect example. I love to share this story because it allows me to say fuck you to the person <laughs> that did it to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so serious. <laughs> Please but- share. The reason why I was having a money blockages is because when I came to New York City 13 years ago, um, I moved here three months pregnant and mm. my my boyfriend at the time, um, I was doing everything revolving around him because I moved here for him to start our family. And there was one time where I was waiting for him to come out of work and I, I was writing my goals down and I was so excited about my goals. I can just picture myself feeling like a little kid. Like, I can't wait for him to read my goals. I gave him my goals. He read them and he was like, what is this? What is this? You have nothing to do with our son. You have nothing to do with me on here. I don't even understand. Why do you have these goals? And I sat there and when I did some of the journaling work that came with the hypnotism and, and different exercises before I even did my session, I had that memory pop up in my head. And I told my hypnotist that, and she said, other people's opinions of you doesn't matter. Mm. And don't go and say, fuck you to him, but say, thank you for this revelization and know that you can overcome this because your goals do matter. You do deserve these goals. You do mm. deserve to have the abundance first yourself 
and then allow it to carry on to your family. It's not your family first. It's you first. Mm -hmm. I'm getting goosebumps right now saying the story because it's so true. We get so stuck in, especially us women, especially us women, we get so stuck in taking care of everybody else before ourselves. Mm -hmm. And then we are left depleted, depleted and have no time, no energy, no effort to work on ourselves. But mm. in, in, in actuality, it really needs to be you come first before anybody, no matter if you're a mother, a sister, a daughter, an auntie, it doesn't matter. You should come first before anybody. And that and those are the things that like I've been learning in my six year journey. But for me to specifically get that vision mm-hmm. was very revolutionary for me because it's like Stacy, you really need to do it for yourself first mm. and everybody else is going to reap the rewards your family is going to reap the rewards if you're having success your family is going to reap the rewards of your success but you got to have it yourself yeah. you got to know you deserve it yourself you got to know you're worthy of it yourself first and then it can come so yeah that was that was the biggest thing that I got from wow. my individual session that's so huge. And that just, I just felt that all of my heart chakra so deeply because that's so true. And, and which is why even for me and the work that I do, it's like, when I work with my clients, I'm like self-prioritization. That's week one is we get into the self because you have to, like, you cannot, we hear this all the time, but we don't really realize we don't really take into account what it actually means, but you cannot pour from an empty cup. Like you just can't, it's like, it's, I won't say it's not impossible, but it's unsustainable. You know what I'm saying? Because we do it all. Like you said, we as women, like we're just naturally trained to just, to just well, you just help this person, do that person. You, you, you know, you're on the, your last, you're on the back burner when, you, when you, you fit you in when you have time, which is like ultimately never because if you never make time for yourself, you don't ever have time for yourself. <laughs> like, exactly. You know, so it really does come down to like self-prioritization and being like, no, I matter. I matter. And when I come up, we all gonna come up, you know, like. Absolutely. So I'd love for you to share a little bit of your story, how you even got into women's empowerment coaching. What led you down that path and into that journey? Um, Again, it's really just following the guides, following my, my, when I take time out for myself and my self-care, my self-prioritization, if I can get the word out, (laughs) when I have that time, I make sure to have quiet time so that I could be guided in the right direction. Um, and so what, what fell into my lap, so my, my story. Go ahead, very- girl. <laughs> Go ahead. People need to hear it. <laughs> oh, man. Where do I even begin? I'll try to keep it as simple as possible. But um, like I said, your, your trauma can be passed on to you by you being in your mama's womb, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, and experiencing and seeing and, no, excuse me, hearing and feeling what your mama is going through Mm -hmm. and my story really starts from my mama's trauma from before I was even thought of and she came from a background where she had like six siblings in total but three of them died before they were like six or seven years old from weird things one was poison one was a fire I don't even and this was because my mom was born in 1948 so this was like in the 40s and 50s Um, and the last kid that died. Okay. So my, my grandmother is, um, Scottish and Irish. And then my grandfather is native American, pure Mm -hmm. native American. He was actually two types of native American, but 
I'll say it here, the white man wouldn't allow him to, to claim both of them. Wow. So he can only claim one, um, which I'm grateful for because my Native American tribe has supported me in so many different ways. Mm. Um, but so with my, my grandmother married, my grandfather had those six kids. They lost three kids. The last one was a baby boy, which was their only son. Mm-hmm. And when that baby boy died, my grandfather took off like me- mentally physically he took off and my the three sisters that were left my mom was one of them had to go into what we call welfare or public assistance or foster home they called it orphanages back in the day and so she was based not maybe they didn't call it orphanages I'm just trying to speak like I know it's been a different term Mm -hmm. in every generation right right um so but they got put into the system basically they got put into the system because her mom, shit, man, I never really said any of these stories. Mm. Um, my aunt told me not too long ago that my, my grandfather would tie my grandmother up in a chair and pistol whip her. Oh, wow. And my sister, my, not my sisters, my, my mom and my aunts saw, witnessed all of that. And mm. so it's put my grandmother through a lot of turmoil whenever they separated and mm-hmm. she couldn't take care of her kids no more. So that's when they got put into the system. And then after they got out of the system, my grandmother married from what they can remember at least six different men. Wow. While they were young, very young, very young. Their father left probably about like when my mom was at least five, which means that her, she was the oldest of those three, which means that the sisters was maybe four and three because they were Mm -hmm. back to back to back and so when my grandmother married those six different men can you imagine how many men was in between those six different marriages right right three beautiful mixed children they were white and native american beautiful beautiful mixed children so a lot of turmoil happened to my mom Mm -hmm. and my aunts because men can be nasty yeah (laughs) I'll say it like that you know and so physical and sexual abuse happened while my mom was growing up Mm. and so it hurt her a lot but she was so determined to be successful and get out of the small town that she was living in in Texas and so after she had my my first three siblings my brother my sister and then another brother she moved to Houston, Texas and just started thriving. And then um, she ended up meeting my father, who is African-American, mm-hmm. and she started a relationship with him. But the thing is, he was African-American and he was married to an African woman, African-American woman as well. Mm-hmm. So my mom was actually his mistress for at least 10 years. Wow. At least 10 years. And when my mom couldn't get him to leave his wife because he was programmed to think you can't marry interracial people. Mm -hmm. Um, She decided to leave and she left him. And um, let me think, she left him in 96. So that means I was 11 and we moved to uh, Virginia and then we settled down in Baltimore, Maryland. And so I don't really remember too much of being in Louisiana and being in Texas while mm-hmm. I was a kid. I do remember it was just so country bumpkin and like mm-hmm. they, they hunt and eat everything. They, 
I remember coming up north and I was like, holy shit, there's a squirrel right there. Because they would never, you couldn't see squirrels in, in freaking Louisiana or Texas because they would hunt them, right? Mm. So I was like, holy shit, in Baltimore, I was like, there's a fucking squirrel right there. <laughs> I remember those little things is because as a child, it's like, you know, the South is a little different than the North. Mm -hmm. um, long story short, my mom was very, very abusive, um, physically, mentally. She was an alcoholic. And when she got to the bottle, she started beating on her kids. She started mm. making drunk, drunk phone calls. I remember getting a little bit older and all of the siblings would be like, mom's on her rampage. Don't pick up the phone. Mm, wow. <laughs> Don't pick up the phone. And so my mom never healed from what she saw growing up. She took from, from what my sister says, she took mm -hmm. the brump, the brump, the, the uh, most of the abuse. Mm. She was the oldest. She was the most voluptuous. She had the most beautiful body. Like mm -hmm. she's so my mom never was able to heal. But I was I, I, I say now that I feel like I had a grace over myself because when I started my self-love, self-healing journey about mm -hmm. six years ago, I had a vision of my mom having me on the ground, choking me. She was on top of me. And then I, my angel, my spirit was above her. Wow. I literally had that vision and it shook me. <laughs> it shook me. But I, I now coming to it, I look at it as I literally had a grace over me. I wasn't going to allow my mom's abuse to hinder me mm -hmm. um, in my success. So I've, I've been ambitious. I, I started working when I was 15. I became a manager at the Subway Sandwich Shop when I was 16 years old. Damn. Um, <laughs> yeah, like. I, I, I'm a hard worker and yeah. I always say like if there's a job that I like I'll be the employee of the month because mm -hmm. I give it my all I'll give it my all um and so after I would say I left my mom's house at 17 because I was still working and um making decent money for the most part I left my mom's house at 17 and I was just on the journey of figuring out myself but I kept on being led to a lot of like verbally abusive boyfriends. Mm. They weren't physically abusive for the most part, but they were verbally abusive. And they literally just kept pushing me down, pushing me down. No matter if I'm at 18, 17, already driving my own brand new spanking car, mm -hmm. having my own apartment, still having a job, always been a hustler. But these men be so insecure that they, they want to put their insecurities on their women. Mm -hmm. And I just kept on attracting it kept on attracting it. So I didn't know it at the time though. I just didn't know it at the time, right. but now I do. <laughs> and, and, and internally, I know that it was because of the wishy-washy love for my mom. You say mm. you love me, but you beat my ass. You say mm. you love me, but you put me down with uh, what the way I look. One time she even said, I look like a slut or some shit coming out the car, going to elementary school. Mm. How the fuck do mm. I look like a slut going into elementary school? Like it was, it's just, it just literally led my mom's abuse literally led me to a lot of bad relationships. Mm -hmm. And, um, I would say the, the next part of my journey really happened when I moved to New York city back in 20, 2008, actually 2008 is when I moved to New York city. And I'm thinking that this man that I I'm about to have a baby with, he moved me over here, but I'll tell you guys this, like, this is my story and my shit's changing. So I'm not scared to say it no more. <laughs> but when I moved to New York, I went directly into a shelter. I went into a shelter 
because his mother, my son's mother, um, told me that, you know, New York City really helps out people when they're pregnant. You mm-hmm. actually can get an apartment faster if you're pregnant or if you have kids. So you might as well go through the system. So when I went through the system, they told me if you want to keep this Section 8, then you can only make minimum wage. So I was taking jobs like bartending and waitressing because a lot of it was under the table. Mm-hmm. But I was busting my ass and the money was so infrequent that I ended up, uh, what did I do? I ended up signing up for cosmetology school actually in 2010. So I was working at this cafe. It was like, I had to be there like 5.30 in the morning. I would get off at like 11. It was Mm -hmm. right by the Brooklyn Bridge. So what I would do is walk from Brooklyn to Manhattan and I would just take the train to go home back to Brooklyn, right? Mm -hmm. And one, one time when I walked, there was a download that came over me and said, why don't you open up a salon? And I'm like, mind you, my mom was white. I didn't really know my daddy. I didn't know how to do my African-American hair. Mm -hmm. I did not. I did not. But I loved going to the Dominican salons in Brooklyn. At that time, it was only $20 to get a blow dry. (laughs) (laughs) So I love that $20 blow dry. I love the way that I felt coming out of the salon. So I was like, you know what? I want to give that feeling to more women. Mm. And so I told my mentor at the time, who was actually my manager from Subway, um, at the time when I was 15, Subway was owned by an African-American family. So they basically took me under my wings and started like helping me in mm-hmm. all kinds of ways, all kinds of ways. And so I looked at the, my manager as my mentor and I went to him and I was like, yeah, I want to open up my own salon. <laughs> and he was like, what? I want to open up my own salon. And he, he's from New York, but he was in Maryland at that time. So he knows about New York. Mm-hmm. And he's like, don't you think you want to go to school for that? What happens if your stylist and stuff just like don't show up and you got all these clients? I'm like, you're right about that. So I ended up, <laughs> I ended up going to a cosmetology school. I graduated actually, ironically, on September 11th, 2010. Mm. I remember on that day, it was a Saturday. I was tight. They made me come in for 30 minutes just to finish my completion of a thousand hours. I was so mad, but I made the most of it. And I ended up walking the Brooklyn Bridge and I can just picture seeing like people in like uh, firemen uniforms walking mm-hmm. across the bridge too while I was walking. So I was like, holy crap. It's like, I'm living the New York City dream over mm-hmm. here. Like this is fucking amazing. I'm so proud of myself for graduating cosmetology school. It's amazing. Um, and so after cosmetology school, I was still bartending, but I ended up uh, taking a makeup class. And in that makeup class, I met a friend who has been doing hair forever, but she wanted to enhance her skills and like for photo shoots with makeup. Mm-hmm. So we ended up becoming really close friends because we both had the goal of having a salon. And so we ended up partnering together. And in 2014, her and I opened up our first salon which is around the corner from our beauty school, which is around the corner from the Empire State Building. Oh, wow. Y'all was in the city. Yes, we was on (laughs) 34th Street between 2nd and 3rd. Wow. It was so beautiful. It was like total full circle. And it was amazing. But uh, 2013 is actually when I got married. This is the kicker. (laughs) Mm. So... I'm bartending, going to school, planning on opening up my own salon. At the bar, I meet this man. For some reason, I'm drawn to him. He's not my type whatsoever. But you know how they say opposites attract? Mm-hmm. Why not? You know, so I, 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 I passed him my number, which I don't typically do for the most part. Like, you gotta, I got to really be drawn to you for, you for me to slide you my number before <laughs> you even ask. And we ended up staying in connection every single day. 
Um, I don't know how deep you want me to go. <laughs> how deep you want to go? It's insane. The, I, for some reason, I'm called to talk about men and how they can manipulate and get you for however they want. Mm-hmm. So I might as well just keep on going with what I'm called to do, <laughs> um, what I'm drawn to do. So when we first started dating, right, when I first passed my number, the next day he texted me and was like, yeah, I'm about to drop off my daughter to the airport with her mother because her mother says she no longer wants to live in New York. Mind you, while he was my customer, he said, oh, yeah, my daughter just landed on my my the front step of my house one day. And her mother said that that's your kid. And she wants he she wants me to take care of this kid. Mm -hmm. and I'm like, okay, no problem, whatever. And so, but then the next, the day that we start talking, he says, oh, I have to almost get rid of her. And I'm like, holy shit, that has to be hard. And he was like, yeah, but this is what his, her mother wants. I don't have a huge relationship with her anyway. So if this is what she wants and this is what she wants, she allow, he allowed them to leave, right? Mm-hmm. And so our relationship was almost based around that. Like I had my son at the time, but that was with the previous person. And I wanted to, my son to have siblings. So I started this relationship thinking that I want to, you know, future. He just Mm -hmm. lost his daughter. Holy crap. Like I felt compelled to give him a daughter. Mm. And so, and so we get married when I open up my salon with my partner, it's only six months in to us being married. Mm -hmm. And when I'm driving with all of my equipment in the back of the car, I saw his face and he was just upset. He was just angry. And I'm like, I just invested all this money in my salon. Like, we're gonna, we're starting a business. This is mm-hmm. for us. It's not just for me, it's for us. And you're upset? Whatever. So I had to just keep on going, keep on trying, keep on plugging away. And then it ended up being my partner took me off the lease because she wanted a bigger space and she had a better relationship with the landlord because she was full-time and I was part-time. Mm. I, I think, I think I had. I think I was working at Mac Cosmetics, which I'm wearing her their shirt today. <laughs> I think I was also working at Mac Cosmetics, which was like a dream job for me because they pay you to to do to learn makeup. You know, mm-hmm. it was a dream job to me um, at that time, and so I couldn't be at the salon full time. So she ended up making another agreement with the landlord, and I got kicked off with the lease. And I'm like, if I'm kicked off the lease, then that doesn't even doesn't even mean that this is my salon. Mm. So, but not only that. It wasn't working. I was full-time at Mac, part-time at the salon. I only really had makeup under my belt. I didn't care to do hair. So I only had that one service. That was where I fucked up. That's Mm -hmm. why money really wasn't coming in like that. And so even though she took me off the lease, I really didn't have the money for the salon anyway. So I ended up deciding to just end the salon totally. And I invested my all into Mac Cosmetics. And I ended up getting, um, I was able to work at their first ever makeup salon that they opened up in the Upper East Side, close to um, 59th Street, down mm-hmm. the block from 59th Street. And so I was, again, living my dream job. Now I'm doing makeup full time. Any Mac artist wants to do makeup mainly mm-hmm. and then sell on the side. And that was the job. That was a position that they gave me. So I was so excited, so hyped. Um, and then as I was in, the, in, the, in that salon, in Mac salon, I started finding out more about microblading. I was like, microblading is really coming up. This is 2016 now. So microblading is really coming up. They got a couple of YouTube videos on how to do it. 
you know what, let me just start researching a little bit more. And I, cause as a makeup artist, you know, that the brows is really like one of the most important things, your skin, mm-hmm. your brows, anything else is like extra, but as long as you got skin brows and maybe some lashes, you're good. You know, you're good. <laughs> you look a little human. Yeah. <laughs> so I, um, I ended up investing my tax money into going to Las Vegas and I got trained on microblading. And I loved it so much. As soon as I got home, I started promoting it. And one day I woke up with $1,000 in my account. So I was like, holy shit, I got something here. This is good money right here. I got something here. So I ended up opening up another salon, but this time on my own by myself. And this one was in Long Island across the street from um, Roosevelt. Roosevelt Mall, I think is what it's called. Garden City, Long Island. So right across the street from Roosevelt Mall is where I opened up my salon. And it was so beautiful. My mama helped me decorate it. Actually, the curtains that are behind me was the curtains that my mom purchased um, for my salon. Um, I got so many compliments on it. And I really love being in control of my own business. And Mm -hmm. nobody could take it away from me, except for if I mess up. Right. So but then as when I opened up that salon, that second salon was actually a couple of days prior to me leaving my husband because my husband ended up coming into the room one morning and started choking me. He started choking me because he found out that we were already like up and down. We were already not doing too well. And I'll tell you the main reason why first off his insecurities about my first salon, (laughs) second off, um, he started to be unfaithful and Mm. I found out. And when I found out that he was unfaithful, I was literally in the middle of going through the in vitro process. Do you know what Mm. in vitro is? Mm -hmm. And so the process is you have to shoot yourself up for with hormones so that you can have the hormone level for them to take your partner's sperm and your egg, put it together and try to make a baby. So I was literally at the end of injecting myself with hormones when I found out that he was cheating on me. Hmm. January 3rd of 2017, excuse me, January 3rd of 2016 is whenever I found out that he was, that I was supposed to take my egg, his sperm and put it together. Mm -hmm. Because I found out he was cheating. I was like, I'm not going through this. I don't care how much money we spent on this shit. I'm not going through this. I'm not going to be a single mother again. Mm -hmm. I'm not, (laughs) I'm not, I don't care if I'm married to you, motherfucker. No, (laughs) no. No, the first time was hard. I don't want to do it again. Right, I feel that. <laughs> so when he found out that I canceled it, woo, February oh, he was, pissed. was pissed, beyond pissed. And by by March, he was choking me, but I didn't have a way to get out. I, I kind of didn't want to go to another shelter. Mm-hmm. But then I moved in. So I moved in with a friend who lived down the block. She ended up being more abusive to him, just not Damn. physically. Hell yeah. It was crazy. Like she just got her body done, which is nothing wrong with getting your body done. I actually said, girl, yeah, go ahead, go get that butt done. Cause her butt was like, it was like nothing, nothing. Like (laughs) I was like, go ahead, get that body done to build up her confidence. You know what I mean? And when I moved in with her, she had her body done. And every single week she had at least five different guys. She was dating, um, bringing them into the house. My son's in the house. Sometimes her son's in the house. Then she was walking around the house, just in bra and panties. My son's in the house. She, I don't walk around. I don't walk around like that. I don't walk around like that. And especially when I have a little boy and you're, this is some, a stranger, not a stranger. This is your friend's little boy. And you're walking Mm -hmm. around in panties and underwear. That's not cute. And then she tried to blame me on all her roaches. She had a roach infestation and she was like, you brought this into my house. There's too many roaches in this bitch for it to be me. Okay. Like, (laughs) it's so weak. (laughs) 
I'm crying. I can't, I can't bring all these motherfucking roaches. <laughs> what are you talking about? So, <laughs> and then she said her electricity went up and my rent supposedly was supposed to be utilities included. She decided to raise my rent. I'm like, nope, you know what? Fuck this shit. I went to the shelter. Mm. I went to the shelter. So the same time that I was packing up my stuff to go to the shelter was the same time that I was packing up my stuff to move into my new salon. Wow. Whoa. Three days apart, literally. So while I'm in my salon, I'm also in the shelter. I have a curfew in the shelter that I had to be there at 11 p.m. And they moved me to Harlem, New York. My salon was in Long Island, New York. <laughs> wow. Woo! It was a lot. It was a lot. So but I made, I made sure every single day I was dedicated to my salon. That's all I had at this moment. Mm -hmm. You know, not only that, when we get crushed like that, um, we put our effort, we distract ourselves with other things. So Mm -hmm. I was distracting myself in my salon. And the, the key thing of why I told you, wanted to tell you that my husband lost his daughter when I first started meeting me, when I first met him, I actually found out while I'm in my salon from his sister that was checking in on me, his stepsister actually was checking on me. And I was like, yeah. So I still was going to the bar that I met him. And I heard through the grapevine that he was talking about how my son and his daughter got along so well, but I never saw his daughter. And so I went to his sister and I was like, yeah, I heard his daughter's possibly in town and blah, blah, blah. He was, she was like, what daughter? Whose daughter? Whose daughter are you talking about? I was like, I said his name. She said, he doesn't have a daughter. (laughs) You are frozen right now. I'm like, because why would he lie about that? He didn't have a daughter. That's how these men can be. They try to find something that is relatable to you and use it, even if it's a lie. Even if it's a lie. So that's how bad of a narcissist Mm, man, mm. that's how bad of a narcissist man he was. You know, he put it in my head that, you know, we're going to start this family. And he he made me feel sorry for him that he lost his daughter. But baby, baby, hold on one second. Yeah, you left it here. Baby, I'm on a recording. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. Um, It was in the drawer, baby. So when I found that out, I said, Stacey, you got to really you need to do a little bit more work before mm-hmm. you get into these relationships. And it ended up being in my salon. I loved everything that I was doing. Microblading is life-changing. I actually just got my brows microbladed by my boyfriend's cousin who came not too long ago. And I, I just love microblading. But I realized that at that time, since I was really a new, brand new single mother again, I didn't want my son to be sitting on his iPad while I'm in my salon. Mm-hmm. I didn't, and I didn't fully know the business model of owning a salon yet either. So I didn't want to hire somebody and hope that they could keep my business going. I was determined to make sure that my business could go. So, but I didn't like the fact that my son was just waiting around for me. So I ended up uh, getting out of that domestic violence shelter at the end of that year, which was December. Mm-hmm. I got my own apartment in Queens, New York. I was so thankful, so happy. Um, but I realized that like in the, in the consultation part of having a salon, people like, they look at you as a therapist, right? Mm. They start to ask you questions and it's not about their, their makeup anymore. It's not Mm -hmm. about their, it's about their life. It's about Mm -hmm. their boyfriend. It's about their husband. It's about their, um, ambitions. What do they, you know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. I'm the type of person that I love giving guidance, you know? So no problem. If I could help you, I would love to, but I realized that I like that part a lot better than waiting around to do that service. 
So I was like, you know what? There needs to be a change in my life. I'm going to go ahead and close out this salon. But right before I did that, I actually started Googling, how do you make money online? How do you make money online? How do you make money online? So I ended up getting a part of a company. It's basically affiliate marketing company. And um, I was able to sell a product and get a thousand dollar commission whenever I sold it, which was one of the best online marketing companies because in a lot of um, multi-level and network marketing, you get like $25 if you're lucky for selling one of their products. Mm -hmm. So now I'm getting a thousand dollar commission. So I was like, you know what? Close this down. We're going to go ahead and go with these thousand dollar commissions. And um, so I signed up. It's crazy, man. I'd be like closing, <laughs> closing. I'd be closing one door and then and paying for the next door. Yes. So December 4th is when I paid for that online business. December 8th is when I moved into my own apartment out of the domestic violence shelter. Okay. So a, a couple months after getting out of the shelter, I, I, that's when I really closed the salon and I pursued the online business. And my upline is what they call it. The person that got me into the business was just like, she was an inspiration to me because she was making a lot of money. She had six kids and a boyfriend and she lived in Florida, but she was originally from New York. That was all me. You know, that was, mm-hmm. all, that, was that was my story. That was what I wanted to be, except for the six kids. Fuck that shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, 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 I did everything that she told me to do. I helped her build her group and everything. And then on a year and a half after doing that, she blocked me out of the group. She Mm -hmm. kicked me out of the group. She kicked me out of the group because one of her prospects for our thousand dollar product signed up with me for a $77 product that my upline didn't want anything to do with. So she didn't like the company. She didn't sign up for it. But because I was promoting it and I got one of her prospects to sign up with me, she was tight. She was tight. She was so tight. She was so fucking tight. Like this girl only paid me $77. Like it's a little bit easier to collect 77 than a thousand. Mm-hmm. And maybe, maybe this business can help her get to that thousand. But she literally went to this girl that signed up with me and called the business that I was in a scam. Mm. So if she's calling it a scam, then that means that I'm a scam. And I don't like that. Cause I'm not a scam. I'm not. And long story short, she kicked me out of the group. And at that moment, it was like, Stacy, you are a hurt puppy. Mm. You need to get it together. Because even though these people are saying that they're godly people and they do this and they do that and they want the best for you, you're attracting people that really don't. Yeah. And I was going to ask you about that. Like when you when you came into that awareness of like like this patterning, it's like. How did that how did that shift your perspective? Um, I stopped everything. Yeah. I had to, I had to, I had to really stop and see who I was, who, what I liked, what I loved and what I deserved. Mm. And I'm a good person. I didn't deserve any of that hardship. Yeah. Some people called me an opportunist back in the day. You're an opportunist. Mm -hmm. That can be good and bad. If I see an opportunity, I'm going to act on it. It's not my fault that you don't act on it. I'm going to act on it, though. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do it in no cutthroat manner, though. Right. That's not me, you know? So I know I'm not an opportunist in a bad way. But whenever everything just kind of, whenever I made everything just stop, I just got more connected with me. So mm-hmm. I literally took two to three years off from being online. No Instagram, no Facebook, no um, promoting anything. And that's all, that was my life. That mm-hmm. was my life because of makeup, hair, 
and all in my businesses. And I was just able to get in tune with me. And so I knew I needed it because there's a fucking pattern that I don't want to continue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I knew I needed it. So luckily with that online business that I invested in, it came with a millionaire mentorship, millionaire mentorship. So what are millionaires doing that I'm not doing is what I wanted to know. <laughs> right. <laughs> because you know the saying, millionaires are the top 1% of the world. What makes them 1% or 2% and the rest 98% of the world different? Mm-hmm. What is that difference? I needed to know. Because, of course, I felt as though in my heart I could be a millionaire. But I really wanted to know what is the fucking difference. Right, right, right. <laughs> So I'm so sorry to cuss like that, but you know, oh, you know me, it's fine. you know, me, you know me, I'm half righteous, half ratchet. You know, it's <laughs> going to come out every once in a while. Um, and so while I was engulfing myself into this millionaire mentorship, which continued after I got kicked out of her group, which mm-hmm. I was thankful for, uh, I started to doing his tools. He gave us tools on how he healed, how he elevated, how he moved up in the world. And one of his tools was actually a subconscious mind tapper. Mm. He connected me with the subconscious mind tapper. And the subconscious mind tapper, what he does is he lives in Bali, so he's way far. But from afar, he taps into your subconscious mind. This is his superpowers. And it's real life, man. It's real fucking life, man. He taps into your subconscious mind and he pulls up incidences that could be hindering you. So what he saw was I have a head a 144 inch heart wall around my wall and that 144 inches 144 inches heart wall around my wall so there was a wall around my heart that basically had to come down in order for me to prosper and so we worked on that heart wall and it initially started when I was seven years old and I witnessed something that was very traumatic for somebody close to me. And in turn, it ended up being traumatic for me too. And I didn't even know it. Mm. I didn't even know it. So when I hired this guy, that's what we was working on, breaking down this wall. And he, he does it himself. It's so hard to explain, but he literally does it himself. And you just got to keep on taking the information that he gives. And what he says is he heals you by, um, like rubbing on big ass crystals. He had like crystals this fucking big. I never seen crystals so big, you know? So he releases those energies through rubbing on crystals. Mm -hmm. So that was 2017 when I first hired him. And he said that by the end of the session, my heart wall wasn't gone, but I am, my other numbers were going up like Mm -hmm. uh, self-love and everything like that. And so I couldn't hire him again, but it wasn't until 2020 that I rehired him. And we were able to break from that heart wall, thank God. But then he started working on generational problems, generational Mm. curses. So he said one time that he was able to break shame off of me that started started from- That shame and guilt, those are huge like blocks. Listen, he said, it started from your mom's mom's mom and began 83 generations prior to you. Damn girl he even broke off one which might have been guilt that was 123 generations Mm. prior to me and I didn't fully know how to understand the stuff that he was doing and 2020 I slept a lot because my mom ended up passing away January of 2020 
Mm. I didn't know. I didn't know where I wanted to go, go what I wanted to do. I got. I was working at a real estate office, and I got laid off from that. So now it's like, bitch, what are you gonna do with yourself? <laughs> you, you're literally an orphan, orphan, because I found out 2017. My mom called me saying, "I found out that your father passed away. I'm so hurt." I was Aww. like, "Ma, I don't. I don't know this man, so I can't cry. Right, I, do, right, right. I don't know him. I don't know him, so I can't cry." Um, but when my mom died, that's when I reached out to him again, the subconscious mind tapper. And I said, look, I'm an orphan now. You know, this, this, uh, I think I reached out around the pandemic too. This mm-hmm. pandemic is a lot. Right. I, I need you again. I need you again. And so we worked on that, but he still said that there was a couple of things like I am deserving of money and stuff like that, that he still needed to work on. Mm-hmm. And I was like, but I just don't want to, I don't want to pay you that money again. <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> And so that's that's kind of how I'm thankful that hypnosis came around because the mm-hmm. hypnosis is what kicked that in the butt. Okay. Um, but after that, so I called him my prophet, my brother, uh, August of 2020. He called me asking me for advice. He's 21 years older than me. He was born 21 years prior to me. Mm. He was already in the Marines by the time I was born. So I didn't have a relationship with him. I didn't have a relationship with him until my mom died at our funeral, at her funeral. He pulled me aside after we buried her and said, Stacy, you and I have a big connection because I was the first and you were the last. We got mm. a different, we got a different amount of love from our mom than anybody else in between. Wow. <laughs> and I was instantly connected to him whenever he said that to me, instantly connected. So that was January, 2020. He told me that August, 2020, he called me asking me for advice. He actually repeated the same conversation that we had outside of my mom's funeral. Um, uh, yeah. And, um, at the end of it, we started talking about like our purpose because mm-hmm. he was very godly. He went to like the Himalayan mountains. He went to Billy Graham's church. Come he, on, Billy Graham. <laughs> I've heard that name in a while. <laughs> right, right. He was really, really connected wow, like spiritually, spiritually. So that's why I call him my prophet. And at the end of that phone call, he was like, Stacy, if people are looking up to you, then you need to follow that. And I was like, that's so funny that you say that. I literally just got a message on Instagram two days ago with a woman saying that she, I helped her in a time of need when she was feeling so negative, so depressed and so unworthy. She started feeling more self-confidence about herself. She started doing meditations and now she's like, I'm only allowing positive people around me. Thank you, Mm -hmm. Stacey. Thank you, Stacey. Thank you, Stacey, for helping me with that. And this was when, this was a woman that was on a field trip with me and my son. Like she had a daughter. We were both on a field trip. We were both mm-hmm. whatever they're called, like, um, Monitors or whatever. Yeah, chaperones. Cha- we were chaperones. <laughs> and she was like so negative about something. And I was like, look, like it, it was like all day of being negative. I couldn't mm-hmm. take it. Cause I was already trying to work on myself after leaving my husband that I was like, look, I can't take no negativity around me. So my spirit was like, look, you need to stop it. <laughs> <laughs> you that you tough to- love. I had to, I was like, you mm-hmm. need to stop it. Stop being so negative about everything. It's not needed. It's not needed. And I think I like walked away. <laughs> but but then they made us go into the cafeteria and wait for our kids. So she's sitting all the way across here. I'm sitting all the way across here. I had headphones on listening to some positive book and they started doing a meditation. So I, I was like, come over here, come over here. Mm-hmm. And I let her listen to the meditation. I was like, look, you got to do stuff like this. It's going to help you. It's going to help you. Mm-hmm. That was way back in 2016. So like 2020, she's messaging me saying, thank you, Stacy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I tell my brother and he was like, there you go, Stacy. You already know what you need to do. You already know what you need to do. Go do it. Go mm-hmm. do it. And so it was December. No, excuse me. It was around um, Black Friday that I got into course from scratch. Mm-hmm 
course from scratch, which is where we met, right? Um, <laughs> helped us create a course, taught us how to create a course. And what then Danielle Leslie teaches you is write out your brag bank, write out the things that you have accomplished in this lifetime and be proud of it. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of it, you could probably create a business around it. At least that's what I got from what she was teaching us. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I realized like, I love helping women. I love helping women so much. I'll give you one more story. I know we're kind of crunched for time. <laughs> but um, okay, we got a few more minutes. Yeah, we're okay. So, one more story. When I was still living in Baltimore, I was working at a direct marketing company, and I was a, a administrative assistant. And what I had to do was make them make map cards for people so that they know what houses they had to knock on. Right? It was okay. direct marketing, so they were knocking on doors. So I had to make map cards for them to know where they needed to go sell. And there was this one girl that came back to the office. I was there. And I was like, Brooke, how did it go today? She was a young, pretty Puerto Rican little girl, beautiful, most beautiful smile ever. And she had the biggest smile when she said, it went really well, Stacy. Thank you so very much. Mm. Thank you so much. And anytime that I would help another woman after that, another woman after that, I would see Brooke's beautiful smile. Mm. And this is how I really got to my purpose. Um, January 12th of 2017, I found out that she was murdered by her boyfriend no. because, because her boyfriend choked her to death. Do you see all these patterns? Yeah. Do you see all the patterns? It started with my mom choking me. Then my husband choked me when I broke free, got my own place. Brooke died with a four-year-old daughter hmm. because her boyfriend choked her to death. After that, I was like, I'm not allowing anybody that came from any kind of domestic violence situation slip from my fingers. That's when mm. I, de I determined that. But in 2020, when I was writing out my brag bank, that was kind of one of the things that I put on there. Helping broke, but also I'm not going to let anybody who's going through something hard like that slip through my fingers again. Mm. And so I created my course January Um not necessarily I have business behind me but I also know that healing is very much needed mm -hmm, absolutely. after after I closed my salon I knew I needed to heal myself because one quote that my mentor told me was you have to save yourself before you try to save the world mm -hmm. save yourself before you try to save the world so I helped myself first and then created this course to help other individuals help women help women learn how to heal but then also this online space, everybody needs it. Yeah. Everybody needs to be having a business online somehow, some way. And we all have some kind of expertise inside of us that we can monetize. So I put those two together, healing and creating an online business. That was my first course that I launched. And it's been literally like, that was January, sorry. Yeah, that was January 25th of 2021. And we're in August of 2021. Excuse me, we're in September now, yeah. 2021. And it's just been... Doors have just been opening one after another, after another. And that was all because I took the time out to figure out what the hell I loved. I took the time out to figure out what I was no longer going to go back to. I set my boundaries and, and I, I've, I've been tapped into my higher power since mm -hmm. then. It's all about being tapped into your higher power because then you're going to be divinely guided. Divinely. It's going to be out of your control but it's going to be blessings and doors opening when you are surrendering and you're obedient to the word. 
that's my story. (laughs) (laughs) So, so deep, so powerful. And, you know, when you first started talking about your healing journey, the the quote that came into my mind was when you, when you heal yourself, you heal seven generations before you and seven generations after you. So when you were talking about the, the guy that wow. you work with, who was talking about all this generational trauma and curses that have been passed down through your lineage. That's what came to my mind. And I was like, yes, they see you were meant to. And I know it's hard. We, we, you know, our, but our soul chooses these paths because, because our soul knows that we could take it. It's going to suck. It's going to hurt. Wow. We can take it and, we, and we're going to be able to get those lessons and get to that place where we can get those lessons so that way we can be a blessing to someone else and we can take what we've had to go through and share our experiences. And like you said, help guide other women through what you've had to go through. You know what I'm saying? It's like how you, you can help women who've been in abusive situations without being in abusive situations, but you're much more impactful when they hear your story. And they're like, damn, she went through the same thing I went through and look at her now like, shit, okay. Okay. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's a different Absolutely. energy. So to hear everything that you've persevered through, it's inspiring. It's inspiring. Like my heart chakra is like right now because, <laughs> because I mean, you've been through a lot, you've been through a lot, but you've come through to the other side and, and it's only the beginning. It's Definitely just the, the beginning. beginning. Definitely just the beginning. I will tell you that right now. I honestly need to get my book out right now um, because there's going to be a whole nother book that's written. Yeah. Yeah. Very soon. Definitely. Definitely. I feel it in my heart. I feel it in my heart. I feel it in my heart. And one quote that came to mind after you said that amazing um, thing about healing seven generations before and after was um, your story is someone else's survival guide. Mm. Your story is someone else's survival guide. So don't be afraid to be vulnerable. You know, yeah. it's hard as fuck to share this stuff. It's hard as fuck. Teared up about three, four times telling yeah. that story. <laughs> but your story is someone else's survival guide. And also the more you talk about it and the more you realize it in you, the more you process the lessons that came out of the shit that happened to you, mm-hmm. the more healing happens. Yeah. The more healing happens. Keeping it bottled up isn't going to help you. Not at all. That's why it hurt you. <laughs> it's just going to hurt you. That's yeah. why. Um, even doing the hypnotist situation, we go hand in hand, like with your therapist, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, we, we get, we get to the source of your problem, but then you really need to talk it out and process right, it somehow, right. some way, even if you don't have a therapist, you do need to talk it out and process it somehow, some way. If you're talking it out to yourself, then do that, whatever, mm-hmm. but you got to talk it out and process it or else it's just going to, all of that work that you're doing, is just going to keep pushing it down pushing it back down and what my mentor said was it's your pandora's box your that's your pandora's box the emotions and the feelings that you have inside of you the things that have happened to you to create triggers mm-hmm. if you don't address those triggers then that box is going to explode in a way that you're not going to want it so mm-hmm. you might as well address those triggers and when you address them those emotions that come out either crying or feeling really angry wh- whatever it is you processing it is going to be a hundred times better you doing it on your own than it manifesting in, patterns, in other places. Okay. And, and just <laughs> keeps coming back and keep coming back. Cause that's what, that's what the universe, God, source, spirit, they, they want to bring these things into your awareness so that you can release them and let them go and get to your greatness, get to your abundance, get to your joy, your peace, your happiness, all of it. Like, cause that is what we are deserving of, you know, Absolutely. that's truly at our soul's core is what we're deserving of and we have to go through this 
initiation of life, you know, and, and they call it the hero's journey. You gotta, you gotta go through that hero's journey to really reap the reward of just returning back to yourself. You know, I, I, right. thought, that was, I thought that was so powerful when you, when you had that realization, like I had to make everything stop. I had to come back to me because that's literally the goal. That is the beauty of life. That is your, that is your birthright is to always, always, always come back to yourself because that's where all the information is anyways. Facts on top of facts. You gotta, you gotta come back home. You gotta come back home to yourself. So I'm so grateful that I we were able to connect on this journey. It was so divine, so aligned when 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 you and I and, and our other uh, accountability partner Chas is gonna be on the show soon too. What up, Chas? Um, <laughs> we're all able to connect because it was it was divine alignment. That's the only the way I can put it. It was divine alignment facts. and 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 all of that. So facts on top of facts. It to- yeah. totally was. I knew as soon as we met, like we met for a reason Mm -hmm. all three of us like all three of us because we all bring out we're all such beautiful intelligent women but we all bring out a certain a different little aspect to Mm -hmm. healing and and um and abundance at the end of the day you know it's healing and abundance like we both bring out a different we all bring out a different quality we all have something really deep down inside of us that can help bring out those things too. And not, not only are we serving others, but we're also serving each other in this process that we're doing it. And it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. I literally wouldn't be still on this journey without you guys' support because you guys, like when, when shit hit the fan in certain places and certain times when I didn't know what the fudge I wanted to do with myself and my business, you guys were always there to support me and encourage me. So I really appreciate both of you guys so much. Likewise, likewise, likewise. I mean, yeah, I totally agree. There's been some dark woo, period, especially you know, getting my, my course and business off the ground. I was just like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's mm-hmm. happening. <laughs> so thank you so much, love, for your story. Um, You're welcome. I want to ask you a question that I ask quite a few of my guests. If you... Um, had to tell your younger self anything what would you tell her first thing I thought when you said that question was god damn <laughs> god damn it my mom used to say god damn it the hell <laughs> <laughs> the biggest three things and I'll, I can't take the credit for it it was my millionaire mentor that helped me understand this is you got to know that you are worthy you got to know that you are deserving and you got to make sure you put those boundaries up for the people around you and for your own self. So know that you're worthy of abundance. Know that you're deserving of abundance. And, and the only way to really get there is by having boundaries for yourself and the people that are around you. Mm. And, and the last part of it is make sure you love yourself first. Mm. God, honestly, being connected to your higher power should really mm-hmm. be first. But after you connect with your higher power, connect with yourself first on a daily basis Mm -hmm. because then you will be guided divinely i'll just keep it that simple (laughs) Mm, 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 mm. thank you thank you thank you so much for that word (sighs) Mm, wow this is such a beautiful conversation where can the people find you what do you have going on let us know let us know so okay um i've been called to do group hypnosis sessions based around abundance on a weekly basis. Okay. You are the first person that I'm announcing this with. 
Um, so for the next eight weeks, I don't know if maybe it's for the rest of my life. I don't know. Cause I think this is so amazing. Mm. I will be doing a group hypnosis session, um, on Tuesdays at 8 PM Eastern standard time. And I like to introduce people to hypnosis with abundance because it's basically instilling in you that you are worthy, mm -hmm. that you are deserving and that you, you can get to abundance and abundance is whatever you want to make it. It could be money. It, it could be happiness. It could be mm -hmm. joy. It could be whatever you want it, but it's whatever that makes you feel good, right? Genuinely in the right way, mm -hmm. you know? So I'll be doing abundance group hips, hypnosis sessions every Tuesday for a while. I hope you okay. guys can catch me. Um, but then other than that, I do have my coaching business where I help women basically heal, but then also either establish or scale their online business. Mm -hmm. So you can reach out to me for those main things I would say for now, because I'll be completely honest, guys. Tomorrow I start my new coach and my new coach is freaking phenomenal. <laughs> and when I told him all of the things that I do, his, you can see his brain like, woo, 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 <laughs> like he literally was like, just trying to compute. <laughs> he, he was, he was, cause he's a business strategist. So mm -hmm. he takes your business to the next level. And I don't know what he's going to tell me to do for my business, but I'm listening to everything that he's telling me mm -hmm. to do. <laughs> That's all I can say. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm, I'm a coach. I'm also a hypnotist. Those are the two main things that I'm not letting nobody take away from me. I don't give a fuck who you are. <laughs> so reach out to me if you do need assistance in your online business or in your healing journey. My Instagram is Coach Stacy Christine, Stacy with no E. So it's S T A C Y and Christine with the C, C H R I S T I N E. That's the best place. You, yeah, just reach out. I love people sliding in my DMs. So <laughs> and I'm on top of my DMs too. So you can reach out to me on Instagram. Um, I'm also on Facebook. Stacy Christine is my name. And you don't really even need an email. Just slide in my DMs, girl. Slide in my yes. DMs and I got you. <laughs> yes, y'all do that, please. And thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you so much, love. This has been such an uplifting and joyous and deep and powerful and transformational. I can definitely say trans a transformative conversation and discussion so thank you so much for taking the time out to be with me and to speak with me i'm so honored I'm so grateful thanks for having me i appreciate you so much i'm honored to be here yes love and uh i'm gonna see you in a second so <laughs> i'll see you in a few minutes <laughs> okay accountability partner let's go <laughs> all right love bye, bye. <laughs> thanks for listening to this week's episode if you like what you heard today, please subscribe and leave a rating or a review. Now, don't forget, I'm picking the best review at the end of the month and giving that person a free 30-minute energy reading. So be sure to leave a review for the chance to be selected.